Welcome to the Grant Writing Simplified Podcast. This is the place to learn how to make a big impact in your community through grant writing and nonprofit consulting. The world needs you to step forward as a grant writer and use your skills to lead with confidence. I'm Teresa Huff, former special ed teacher turned grant writer and nonprofit strategist. In my 20 years of freelancing, I've helped nonprofits triple their funding and exponentially increase their reach. Now I'm stepping up to mentor freelancers and nonprofit leaders like you who are ready to take your skills to the next level. It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to Grant Writing Simplified. I'm your host, Teresa Huff. If you have not watched my TEDx talk yet, go check it out, The Real ROI of Grant Writing on YouTube, and let's help you build your ROI for your nonprofit and for your work. Before we get started today, I want to tell you about a really cool resource I found. So when you're a busy nonprofit leader, I know the pressure to get grants going when you've got so many other things going on can be pretty overwhelming. Well, that's where my friend Derek Timmerman comes in. Derek is the founder over at Sparrow Nonprofit Solutions. He's created a system unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's called Easy Grant. Every week, Easy Grant gives you exactly what you need to do next to find cultivate, and apply to foundations who are perfectly aligned with your mission. They even write the letter of inquiry for you. It's crazy affordable, just a monthly subscription, no contracts, and you can cancel anytime. Honestly, it's kind of like the Netflix of grant writing. So go check it out today. Easy Grant by Sparrow Nonprofit Solutions. Go to myeasygrant.com. All right. So today, here we are, mid-year. We're in July already. I cannot believe that. 2023 is just flying. And I like to stop and reflect now and then. I have some big goals for this year. And I also have had some big things come up along the way that I wasn't expecting. Some traveling, going to a couple of conferences that I hadn't really planned on. And those were really good opportunities that I'm glad I did. But in the meantime, I had to adapt and adjust. And so I had to decide, okay, how tied am I to my goals and my timeline versus doing these other things that have come up? And how much do I want to adjust my timeline? Because they do fit into my big picture. And that was kind of the filter for me was I knew that what my end goal is, I have several things I'm working on. And so when these opportunities came up, sometimes I said no to a couple of things that came along. But sometimes I said yes, even though that meant maybe a couple of my other goals that I had planned on hitting would have to be adjusted. That didn't mean I gave up. That didn't mean I stopped. But it did mean I needed to deliberately decide where does this fit into the picture? I'm only one person. I have to pace myself. We're all human. (laughs) And let's face it, we need some rest now and then too. So are you a driven, hardcore goal person or are you one that sets all these goals and then kind of falls off the wagon? And I ask this because partly some people set their New Year's resolutions, which I'm not a big fan of, and they end up kind of falling apart. I'm going to go to the gym and then they go maybe a couple times in January and that's it. So I want to take a minute to encourage you to stop and reflect on your goals. And partly, 
This is for your personal and professional work, but also in the context of grants, it's important to monitor your goals throughout the whole project. Usually we're accountable to meeting certain targets and the funder wants to know, did you hit your goals? Or how closely did you hit your goals? Did you miss the mark? They know sometimes things don't go according to plan. That's life. That happens. But the key is to be proactive and communicating and to still at least keep working towards the goals and making progress in that direction. But today, rather than talking about this with grants, I want to talk about this more personally and in general of if you had set some goals and you're just not hitting them and you kind of gave up on them this year, I want you to revisit those. I want you to go back and first consider why did you set those particular goals in the first place and what's holding you back from hitting them. And just take some time to reflect on that because sometimes that will give you clues. Was it maybe the goal wasn't really right to begin with? (laughs) That was just to please somebody else or your interests and your priorities have shifted. Something else came along with a job or a client or a project. Why aren't you hitting the goals? And if you are, are you making the kind of progress you wanted? And maybe you are just totally rocking your goals and that's wonderful. But I want you to think about something that you're wanting to do, but maybe holding back because you don't want to fail. And so instead of just jumping entirely in, I want to challenge you to think about how can you create micro habits instead of saying, I'm going to do this whole big thing and then it just falls apart. How could you create tiny, tiny habits along the way to start building momentum? Now, I know a lot of people out there have talked about goals and creating these habits. So this could be a mishmash of different podcasts I've listened to. But for me, I want to give a specific example of just a small thing so you can put this into the context of your work and something maybe that you want to work on. So I spend a lot of time sitting at my computer, probably too much throughout the day, but I get engrossed in something or I'm on a bunch of Zoom calls and I just forget to get up and walk around as much as I should. And so I typically I like to go outside for a walk when I can during the day, but I don't always exercise like I should. Walking around the neighborhood is one thing, but to actually stretch or do some weight exercises, that's not so much my thing. So I thought if I were to say, okay, I'm going to join the gym and go five times a week, every week, (laughs) I can tell you right now, that's not going to happen. I'm going to lose. That's not, there's no way I'm going to hit that goal. But I thought, where can I set up a micro habit? So one small thing I need to do for sure is I know I need to stretch more from sitting in my computer, typing a lot, whatever. My shoulders get really tight. My back hurts sometimes from that. And I just don't stretch like I should. So I thought, okay, micro habit that could be almost 100% success rate. Going to the gym every day is not going to be a success rate. But what if every day while the coffee is brewing, I just stand there and stretch a little bit. No big deal. I'm already in the kitchen. The coffee is something I do every day (laughs) already. And so that could be my trigger. I hit the button to start making coffee. That's my trigger while it's brewing. Instead of just standing there or wandering around or whatever, I could start to stretch. 
And so I have been doing that. And I thought, okay, if I can do this for, say, 21 days or 30 days and do it consistently that whole time, then after that long, it becomes a habit. And, you know, it really has. I started that a few months ago, and it's something that now is just in the morning. That's a part of my routine. I get up before I have a cup of coffee. I have to stretch a little bit, and I feel better. I don't have quite as many knots in my shoulders, (laughs) not quite as sore in the mornings, and I set myself up for success in that. It's a tiny, small goal, but it created momentum towards something I wanted to do, which was feeling better, being more active, more movement, and in a different way from what I was already doing. So I want to challenge you, what could you do that is just a micro habit? Something really small could have to do with anything, whether it's your work, your personal life, your exercise, whatever. But what are some micro habits? The key is to choose them deliberately and strategically to set yourself up for success. But think about how do they fit into your bigger picture and make you a better person, a better whatever it is, a better grant writer, a better mom, a better brother, whatever you want to be. How does that fit into your bigger picture? And how can you choose it with intentionality? So try to set yourself up for complete success for the next 30 days. What is a micro habit? Maybe it's just instead of checking email, you're going to read a quote or something like that. It could be a super simple thing. But think about where do you want to be 30 days from now? What kind of micro habit can you set up? And then once that's set up, look at 90 days from now and how much better you'll be for it once that habit is established. And even by the end of the year, six months from now. Will you have made progress toward your goals by layering these micro habits? Because once you get one micro habit in place and to where it's a no-brainer part of your routine, then you can layer on a second one and make that a part of your natural everyday life and then just keep going from there. So layering these micro habits can move you towards your goals a lot faster than doing nothing or setting yourself up for failure by making the goal way too out of reach. So I want to challenge you today to think about when December 31st comes around, the end of 2023, what do you want to say you've done or become or grown into? What kind of habits do you want to develop? And start with one micro habit today. If you want some accountability, just shoot me a message or come join me on LinkedIn and let's keep the conversation going because I know sometimes just saying it out loud to another person holds you much more accountable than just doing it in your own head. But what can you create or do into your everyday life, your normal routine that creates a micro habit, but make sure it has some kind of trigger. Like for me, the trigger was, I know I already drink coffee every morning, so that's my trigger. Before I pour the coffee, I'm going to stretch. Super simple, but very beneficial. And now it's just a normal habit. So what can you work into your normal routine That's just adding on a really simple, beneficial layer that you'll eventually enjoy and not even think about. So think about that. Think about what can you do. And I want you taking action on this. (laughs) I had heard if you don't take action within seven days, you probably won't ever do it. So today, what can you do? Think about your next step, your micro habit that you can create. 
If you're struggling with this and you really need some accountability, I am working on some cool resources for you that are going to be launching this fall. So stay tuned because I'm going to be sharing more about that and helping you in your journey of nonprofit work. So let me know, connect with me on LinkedIn or send me a message on your website. What micro habit will you create today? And what will you commit to doing every day for the next 30 days? Let's set you up for success, but it starts with the first step. So let's do it. All right, friends, like and share my TEDx talk on YouTube and have a great week. Go change your world.